There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Welcome back to the Good Guys Podcast. I'm Andy Cohen. I was working on that in the car on the way here. We've got Ben Schaffer and the greatest cast member ever from Vanderpump Rules, Kristen Doty. You got to say Kristen Doty. Kristen Doty. Hi, guys. Wow. Hi. It's a great impression, Josh. It really Kristen, is. Kristen, it is so lovely to have you. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank and you. sorry if I feel a little bit like the Oz and Wizard of Oz. You kind of. As I pipe in, like I am like that all-powerful God, but I'm so happy that you guys are in studio together and so excited to chat with you. Oh boy, here we go. We're (laughs) we're amongst friends. Kristen and I, in case anyone doesn't know, we have been friends for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like real friends, not Hollywood friends, not TV friends. Yeah. Friends, friends, friends. Like friends, friends, yeah. Like didn't know Hollywood people. I didn't know TV people when I knew you. I met you, you were fresh off the boat from uh, Michigan. Small island called Michigan. Small, small little peninsula. It's the hand, right? <laughs> where, true. where were you on the hand of Michigan? I, I'm, <laughs> I am here, Metro Ooh. Detroit, wow, on the hand. Yeah. Yes. So if you're like around there, I know you. And if you're from somewhere else, I probably don't. Wow. Yeah. And when you landed on this beautiful, beautiful peninsula of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> what? What? Where did you go? I, I know how we came into each other's I went lives. straight to Sir and got a job. <laughs> really? Is that what happened? Within three weeks was it, of living here. Was it in the classifieds? How did you find the job? No, my I had a commercial model agent and like a, a printing commercial agent. And he was like, you're, you're going to need like a real job mm. just to like start off. Probably I came to LA with like two G's in my pocket. I was like, that's going to work, right? Like, no, your rent <laughs> is going to be very close to that. And he was friends with Guillermo, who's one of the owners of Sir. And he was like, you can have this job. And I said, like, no, I want to I want to do bottle service for SBE like they do on the hills. And I want to, you know, Laguna Beach or whatever that show was. And I want to make thousands of dollars a night and I'm going to meet all the right people. It's like, that's not the way that it works around here. So I took a waitressing job at a tiny little restaurant. It was really cool back then, actually. It was like 12 employees, a really tiny restaurant, a lot of really big like CAA people, a lot of really big celebrities because they felt safe there. Why is that? Mm. Because Lisa and Ken weren't, number one, Housewives of Beverly Hills did not exist. Vanderpump did not exist. And Lisa and Ken, when I started, had only been partners for maybe about a year or two like as money partners. So the place was really tiny. We wore t-shirts and like jean shorts and boots. And it was like this little cafe type thing. We had no liquor license. Wow. It was just really small. And so people felt very safe from paparazzi and, you know, that kind of world. Sir without liquor. That's like LeBron without basketball. <laughs> Don't make sense. It sounds, ter- it sounds terrible. I mean, as waitresses, we got liquor brought in for us, but otherwise we just served wine and beer. But yeah, I've wait, I oh, waited whoa, whoa. on all the greats. I, yes. John Fogarty was my favorite person I waited on. Clive Owen, I had, this was right after, what's the movie with him and Natalie Portman, Jude Law? Oh, Closer? Closer. It was like right, not that long after Closer, and I waited on him, and I was just staring into his eyeballs. like He's handsome. Brilliant. Britney Spears, Madonna. Like, I waited on mm. all those people back then. Now, no wow. one will touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Now when people are like, we got to go to Sir, I'm like, 
are you staying at the Universal Sheridan near Universal Studios? Because <laughs> you're quite clearly a tourist. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's, what's the best tip you ever got at Sir? Biggest tip. Oh, so we did bottle service for like a hot minute. And we had some dude, not celebrity, I don't know who he was, some like trust fund kid. And we, I think it was like 14 grand. And he was like buying bottle. We did literally, we didn't even have enough bottles of Dom because no one ever bought them. So we had our manager like running to liquor stores, like trying to buy bottles. Yeah. And he was popping them and dumping them into our work boots and like drinking them from a work <laughs> boot. And yeah, it was something around the area of $14,000. And then two days later, he tried to take it back. And we were like, nope, not oh. happening. Hot stuff. Sorry, your daddy got mad at you for using his Amex. <laughs> Oh, my God. The phenomena of going outside, buying a bottle of Dom for, what, $100 and walking back into Sir and charging a grand right. will never not blow my mind. <laughs> That's why I never it's pay such for an unbelievable. It's such an unbelievable scheme. It is. Like, whoever started this idea of grab a table, let me mark up this bottle a, a thousand percent, and you're going to be cool. Right. I, I love it. I mean, I get bottle service. And if you, I love if it. If you think about it, like at that time at Sir, like this is no lounge again, like no, we didn't have all like the bells and whistles. Any one of those people could have gone to the liquor store and walked in with a bottle and none of us would have known. Sure. It was so chaotic. Mm. And we're like, what is bottle service? And we're grabbing like things we put flower petals in to like put like, I guess they're champagne buckets, but typically we don't use champagne buckets. So it was very, it was wild, wild west back then. Well, I think obviously everyone is dying to hear about the first half of the reunion show mm -hmm. that just aired. And I mean, groundbreaking, yeah. groundswell, grounds, you know, yeah. just there's <laughs> just, just so much ground. Must, must see TV. It was literally the best thing I've ever seen. That said, you must wait. We must wait. Right? I think it's worthwhile to talk about our origin story, which is interesting because my best friend, Len, has an older brother named Gary. Good old Gary. Good old Gary. He just loves these shout outs. Gary with an I. <laughs> Gary with an I. Gank. An I? G-A-R-I? That's what happens when you immigrate here from the former Soviet Union. The <laughs> <laughs> so then it's not Gary, it's Gary. It's Garik. Like it's Gary. 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 He is going to eat this up. <laughs> he loves it. Gary. He's turning the volume up right now in his car. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> And so my best friend Len and I, and Gary's a little bit older and he's handsome and he's just so damn cool, you know. Sometimes he would drink alone in his room. I guess that's not cool. <laughs> but and Well, back when you're like in your early 20s, it feels cool. Like he has, yes. he's having like a glass of wine while he's like doing his like financials for his real estate, whatever the hell company that was. Yeah. At like 2, 8, 2 p.m., you know. He was basically, let me set it up. Len and Gary lived together and Gary was like actually trying to work and set up this like, <laughs> granted it was subprime mortgages and he probably was a big part of the 2008 economic crash, but at the time he was killing it. And there was Len and I who were like the younger kids smoking, smoking the devil's lettuce and just didn't have our head in the game. So one day he comes to us and he goes, I met this girl from MySpace. Her name's Kristen. She's coming over. And I was like, great, you know, and I'm like, not, you know, I'm not expecting this. Let me be honest. Aww. I'm not, you know, I'm like my space. She's coming over to this two bedroom in North Hollywood. Like we can hear gunshots in the distance. It just doesn't <laughs> seem. And Kristen walks in. I'm like, Gary, this girl is stunning. And she happened to be incredibly cool. And you became part of our little gang of like little fam valley valley rat kids yeah and we have stayed in touch because my wife is now basically closer with Kristen and the biggest vanderpump rules fan on earth mm -hmm. but um yeah we were and this was before vanderpump you were working at sir and yeah. it was just like you said this little restaurant yeah i was just i was just hustling trying to make a living and trying to figure out what i wanted to do in life and i wanted to do music and that then i realized i didn't mm. And then you and I talked about acting because I'd done it my whole life, like theater and things like that. So I jumped into that and did some very small, like indie type things and worked my ass off. And then just, yeah, just hustling, you know, just hustling, trying to make money and trying to make a living in L.A., which is just insanely more expensive than anywhere I've ever lived. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Housewives of Beverly Hills happens, Sir expands about a year, maybe two after that. They were like, wait, so who's dating who? And this, wait, you guys are all dating. And 
you all live together and like what what is happening what is this crazy place and it was just like too good to be true for the producers i think who got so how does the idea of of a, a show get introduced to you guys so for me it was because lisa was filming housewives i was friends with her daughter very close with her daughter pandora at the time and i filmed housewives one time in las vegas and it was for pandora's bachelorette party and so it was the first time I got to see like Lisa do her magic mm. sort of, you know, and like watch all these housewives like interact with each other and see what they were like when the cameras weren't looking at them. And it was very wild. What were they like? They know how to turn it on. Mm. They were great chess players. They were really great entertainers. There was definitely some drama that would like that was real and would continue. But for the most part, it was like, don't follow Taylor Armstrong. She's going to smoke a cigarette. And at the time I smoked. So I was like, I'm going to follow Taylor Armstrong so I can go smoke <laughs> a cigarette. And Lisa essentially was like, there, don't worry about being filmed. It was myself and this girl named Tina who was on season one. And she was like, don't worry about being filmed. They're not trying to film you. However, they are going to be paying attention to you guys because you work for me. Yeah. So just be aware of that. And Lisa at that time was was very mother goose, like mother hen to us. So that's I think was the first introduction for production to us. And then I'm like I don't know if it was Lisa necessarily pitching it, or if it was just Lisa conversing with producers. Like you can't make this shit up. What these employees are like, right. like they're naughty. Like she says that I think in season one, like sirs or Villa Blanca is where you take your wife. Sir is where you take your mistress. So at the time it was. I was living with Tom Sandoval, dating him, and I was living with Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, and Jax in a two-bedroom apartment. And then Jax was dating Stassi, and Tom Schwartz was dating Katie. I don't know why I just felt bad for Gary when yeah. you said that you were dating Tom Sandoval. I'm like, well, where did you go wrong, Gary? But we'll, we'll get to that. That's because I was dating Tom Sandoval and Gary at the same time for a well, period of time. Well, I didn't want to say wow. it, but Marshall, mm. poor, I think you know what to do. Poor Gary. <laughs> poor Gary. <laughs> Today's episode of Good Guys is brought to you by ZocDoc. Look, I know that you've been stewing about some health problem you have that's normal. We're all worried about ourselves, right? And you probably resort to texting a group chat to get your friend's opinion or you're like, family friend twice removed who was like, who's like a retired doctor and doesn't practice medicine anymore. And, you know, it's going to be really hard to find quality medical advice, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Now you're probably wondering, what, what is ZocDoc? It's thousands of medical professionals that are there to help you. They listen like a friend, but they give you the expert care that you need. And if you're worried about something, if you have a question and you do some like social media, you know, rabbit hole, you're going on some like quest to find your symptoms. My buddy once told me this and he's so right. I remember I was worried about something I had going on with me and it was like very typical symptoms, something mild. And he's like, don't look it up. And I was like, why? He's like, because you're going to be convinced it's all over for you. And I was like, I'm already convinced it's all over for me. No, I'm kidding. But every time I go and look up something on the internet, it's like I get a little bit of information and just a big helping of nervousness and fear. And I just, I can't handle it. Right. So with someone like, you know, you're going to find on ZocDoc, you're going to find an expert doctor and medical professionals that specialize in the care that you need. You know, there's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment, expecting to be the center of attention. And then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and just better places to be. But on ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you and prioritize your care. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't met. With ZocDoc, there are no alarms, no surprises. You'll choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. Browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Go to ZocDoc.com slash goodguys and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash goodguys. ZocDoc.com slash goodguys. 
Kristen, who are you still close with of the current cast? I am close with everybody that is an OG cast member. So that does not include James Kennedy. Well, yes. And I mean, and currently I am obviously not friends with Tom Sandoval. And we're not friends with James Kennedy. That is a hard no. Mm -mm. Hard no. Why why so hard? So then I I have a question Mm -hmm. because James Kennedy is having a bit of a moment. Obviously went from villain to now people seem to be liking him and his shtick. How do you feel about all of that? And I think, do you think that, yeah, I think in the world of Vanderpump rules, the truth always comes out. So it's not going to last long. Mm. He's, he can ride the wave Mm. this season because why why is he the number one guy in the group? Because he's the only one not screwing up this particular season. Wow. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Like you're a grown man and you have one good summer of not messing up like as badly as everybody else. Yes. The truth always comes out. So what what is the hard no about James Kennedy? Is it just that you guys dated and had a very explosive breakup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something along those lines. Ooh, something. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the truth will always come out. That's that's like the Vanderpump tagline. The truth will always be revealed, no matter how long it takes. Maybe it gets it, revealed here on Good Guys. So yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, give it to us. <laughs> it's a little it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Oh really? Yeah. We love dark. Yeah. <laughs> we we love dark. We had Hillary Duff on. She was really dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she was an absolute queen and made the show what Yeah, it is she's today. a gem. So when do you notice that the show is really entering the zeitgeist? Like when around what season do you feel like, wow, this is become so elevated that the whole whole world knows about us. Like I feel like when season two was airing, season three was airing, and we were actually still working at Sir, mm. the most broke we've ever been because it, then all of a sudden we couldn't really work those shifts and we weren't making, you know, a ton of money on this show by any means. And like, we were you making the minimum, like reality TV minimum, like not episodic. Like here's here's a little chunk for the whole year. Essentially, right, and then less, now, less now, than a hundred grand, <laughs> far less. <laughs> like, why? Like, <laughs> season one, we made ten, ten grand. Yeah, it was wow. actually five, and then they added you, like an additional five. <laughs> do you see residuals from that? No. Like, I was thinking as so with the scandal coming and people going and watching back from season one. You get nothing. No, we're not union. Reality TV is not union. Yeah, and we're syndicated in, I, I mean, well, we, meaning Vanderpump is in a hundred and something com- or, uh, countries. Oh, wow. Holy smokes. What, what are you, Josh? It's Drake it's and just Josh? Like, just like, it's just like Drake and Josh. <laughs> Unbelievable, except they're grownups. Yeah. Terrible. I know. Wow, we got to start, we got to start a petition. <laughs> I don't like that. So I don't like that. So I don't like it either. Trust me. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine, Kristen? It'd be so different for oh, us. It'd be so different. That syndication money. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know that about Drake and Josh. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you learned your lesson, huh? <laughs> it is what it is. You, you know. Kid. Listen. These things get worked out in years of therapy and twelve-step programming. So That's how I feel too. I just haven't hit the twelve-step yet. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I am your Eskimo. Yes, that's true. So uh, so then it becomes becomes popular. And I have a twofold question, which is, A, when do you guys start demanding more, mm-hmm. right? When you see the popularity and and how valuable you guys are. And also, I think you've always said this, and, and I res- uh, of the many things I respect about you, when I would do the typical thing like, yeah, but it's not real, right? Mm-hmm. And you would say, it's real. It's just a matter of, how much you want to engage knowing that they're going to pick the things that that are the most explosive in the right. sense like you know what dad wants yes and like do you want to be the one to give it to him that exactly that's the best way to word it mm. um mm. yeah so we okay so first we realized things were bigger yeah like i said around like season two airing season three because we were still working at sir and it became really difficult mm. to actually wait tables because we're serving alcohol people get very brave the customers and that now they're like giving advice and they're telling us like either we're shitty people we shouldn't be friends with this person we should be friends with this person and i'm like do you want like olives or an onion with that martini <laughs> yeah like did you want a side of green beans like i don't really know what to say here's your bruschetta ma'am right just oh awkward <laughs> and i want to say maybe season four season five is when i think season four we started getting an episodic pay it became more worth it and i think that was because 
Bravo started ordering more episodes. So for people that don't understand the way, at least I'll speak on Vanderpump, is the network will order X amount of episodes and say like, this is how many we want, you know, fulfill this need. Mm. And we still film for the same period of time, roughly. But if the content is there, they're going to order more episodes. So the more episodes you have, so it's like, mm. it, my last season, I think we had 21 episodes plus three reunions. Wow. Or 22 plus three or something. In the same rough period of time that we would used to film like 10 episodes. So it's really all about the content. How much do you want to give? How much of how much story can you give? And then to go to your second question, it really is like that. Like really they're they're kind of in the beginning of the season, you have this meeting and it's like, what's going on? Mm. Who are you dating? Who are you friends with? What's been shaken lately? What have we missed? And they're gonna follow that. And then at the end of the day, like every scene that we film is probably two hours long. But as you can see when you watch it, it it's maybe you get two minutes five minutes, sometimes not at all. Sometimes scenes don't even air because it doesn't add value to the story that they have to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. So it, my thing is like, if it comes out of your mouth, if you say it, if you do it, you cannot blame it on production. Is it, I've done and said many of things that I've been guided to say and do, but I still said it. So there's that. <laughs> are there any takebacks? Not really. Not for me. You can't ask them to not air something. Oh, that? No, I thought you meant, is there anything I would take back? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? <laughs> then they're probably going to air it even more. <laughs> really? Oh, God, no. I think probably wow. Lisa would have that power because she's an executive producer, but hell no. And what? how much interaction are you guys... I feel like the most interaction you're having with Andy is seeing him at the reunion. Yeah, reunion and watch what happens. That's it. That's it. Because he doesn't, he doesn't run Vanderpump. He he's a Housewives guy. But he is a producer for Housewives, I believe. Not for, not for Vanderpump. No. Oh, interesting. Mm, nope. I didn't know that. I didn't know nope, that. Not at all. I know. I feel like he has to like speak on that quite often. Like he has nothing to do with Vanderpump Rules, except doing our reunions. Interesting. Wow. So he's too worried about Real Housewives Potomac? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> great. By the way, also a great Good show. show. <laughs> you were on the show for so long. How does it feel to be a part of one of, or probably the biggest scandal in the history of reality TV? And then does a part of you still wish you were on the show or are you happy not being on the show? I am so happy I'm not on that show. And I would not ever go back to that show other than the capacity that I did this season, which was one quick scene. After three years of being off, <laughs> I too went, you know, been in therapy for a very long time. And yeah, I, every time I do Vanderpump, if I think about it, I have to go back to therapy again. Like, I'm like, I need two a week this time. Been there. It's, you know, it's, it's really weighing on me. All the memories are coming and they're flooding back, all the demons. I think especially now that once I, I did this new show, The Goat, which is just like a competition series, very, very different. The amount of acknowledgement that I felt from the producers and the amount of appreciation that I felt that I wasn't, I, they weren't manipulating me. They were treating me like a producer. They were treating me as if someone who knew what, they, what I was doing. Mm. I could not go back to a show that would treat me like a little kid that needed to ask for like a hall pass to go to the bathroom or try to like manipulate my life or manipulate my conversations. Like at this point, I know what I'm doing. It's been over a decade. Mm -hmm. What is, when you say manipulate, what does that look like? So in seasons past, it would be things like, you should go up to Ariana and like when Tom and Ariana were just starting to date, like you should walk up to Ariana at the bar right now and say this. Mm. And I didn't, like maybe I was thinking and feeling those things, but I wasn't ready in that moment I wasn't prepared. It wasn't a moment like when we're at work, I would not have normally gone up to her and said something like that. So like, as we can see in the season that I got fired from sir for telling my manager to suck a dick, why I was so angry in that moment was I had a call time to be at sir for this Miami girl to come in. I was not on the clock. I was there as a patron. I was there as a, as a guest of the restaurant. I, everyone knew like meaning production and Lisa knew that this girl was coming in to confront Tom Sandoval and it was going to get real messy. So only then, Tom didn't know. Tom and Ariana did not know. Well, like the other cast didn't know either. Sure. But like production all knows they're the ones who set it all up. I didn't give this girl a call time. Like I didn't fly her in, you know? Wow. So, and Lisa knows and like Natalie and Guillermo, the owners know. And so in that moment, like shit's going to hit the fan. Now, did I tell my friend and my manager to suck a dick? I did. 
did they tell me to say that? No, they didn't. So that's essentially what they say got me fired. But knowing that this was going to completely blow up in a restaurant that I'm still employed at was what made me so angry. Like, why didn't we go somewhere else? Right. Why didn't we just go to another restaurant mm-hmm. where it's not going to matter? So those are the kinds of things that like I couldn't control back then that got really frustrating. And I felt like I was being like manipulated into saying and doing things at certain times that I knew better. You know, it's it's interesting. And Ben, what's your take? Because like, of course, never, ever, ever defending, you know, Tom's all of his actions, but especially even with the Miami girl. Right. But how do you reconcile being like, I'm now signing up for season five, six, seven, eight with these people who are like actively setting me up Mm -hmm. to be caught or to be embarrassed? Yeah. You make sure you have no skeletons in your closet. Yeah, you're like literally getting paid by the people who are setting you up to be humiliated. That's yeah, you just have to like clean your closet out really, really, really well. And then hopefully it's not a walk. And and they weren't back then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It was like a shoebox. Right. So it wasn't that hard to clean it out. But even for you, like, didn't she? But to your point. Sorry, Ben. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say to your point from before, though, if you don't have skeletons in your closet and people aren't airing this, then the show doesn't have enough meat. Mm -hmm to have the seasons to get paid. So it's like this, am I wrong? Or is it this constant push-pull of people want to create Mm storylines? So certainly it's real. But in order to maximize revenue and maximize visibility and maximize episodes, you need to expose people's dirt. Yeah, on Vanderpump you do. But I think there's a world that we can all live in growing older. Because again, like I said, I would never go back to Vanderpump, but I would love to still do a show in the future, like in that sort of capacity where it is my friends and I, where it is a docu-series and you don't need to be cheating on people and breaking people's noses and throwing drinks to have drama. Like if you think about your own lives, you know, obviously like in Josh, you're working a lot, but if you just think about your own lives and your, your wife and your sisters-in-laws and like all, all the people that you know, there's always kind of something like someone's like irritated with that friend because that friend didn't call them back or like they flaked on them. And then that person's, you know, it's like, there's always like kind of something or even like parents like navigating this world of having a baby and like, well, who gets to go out or like who has to work? And like this person missed an opportunity and do we hire a nanny or we don't because I don't believe in it. And getting everyone's opinions on this like adulting, I think can be just as interesting as cheating scandals and drink throwing. Sure. You know, I I mean, I fight with Jax all the time. Still. Still. And there are no cameras on. I have to unblock myself from his phone, like, on the monthly. Me being your friend and watching, like, the last three years, and you, as you talked about, going through therapy and and walking through this challenging thing, and then Scandaval hits, Mm -hmm. are you like, how many days till they call me? Yeah, I had a feeling. And it was, it was like a day. What was, it was, it oh, was yeah. like a day that I got the first call. From who? From one of the heads of production. And then it was from the executive producer. And that whole weekend I was with Ariana. And then I got like, you know, kept getting pushed from both of these two people. And then she mentioned it to me as well, that they were pushing her to have us film together. And that's when she and I finally had the conversation just like, flat out like do you want me to do this or are you tired of talking about it and are they the same people who let you go it was the network that let me go not production so i can't really blame production for that but yes same exact companies and what was that first phone call oh that was hell on earth i mean i cried for like days just like what do i do i feel stupid they're not going to ever apologize they're not going to acknowledge what happened now i'm just going to pop back on the tv screen am i going to look like an opportunist am i going to look like i'm like using this just to like be on tv again and all of those things went through my mind and just kind of discussing it with ariana and a couple of the my friends on the show and my boyfriend and just kind of navigating all of the what ifs i just decided she really wants this for her to heal. She wants this to kind of put him in his place. So therefore I will do it. And I think knowing that I had the support system around me of the cast and of my friends made me feel a lot better. And also at that, at that point it was like, well now Bravo has to answer to it. Bravo's going to have to answer as to why they let me go. And now why they're having me back on. Why do I have to answer? I I didn't ask for it, you know? 
I love Nutrafol. You know, in, in my experience, I find that hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will be experiencing hair thinning in our life. It, it's not only common, it's normal. But the problem is we don't talk about it, right? And you feel so alone. And like, I know what you're thinking, Josh Peck, what a, what a head of lettuce you got. What are you talking about, hair thinning? But I am very vain. <laughs> and I'm also like, I want to be proactive. And I want to know that I'm going to be able to feel like I'm keeping my hair, that I'm doing the best thing to sustain, to give myself all the things that I can to, to have, you know, a good, healthy head of hair. And that's why I love Nutrafol because they have like these multiple clinically tested supplements specifically formulated to support hair growth in men and women, right? They use science-backed ingredients to target root causes of thinning hair and promote healthy hair growth. And there are multiple root causes of hair thinning, but Nutrafol addresses the key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, strength. It's physician formulated and it uses science backed ingredients. It's drug free patented technology that provides consistent, reliable results. And Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas that'll help your hair growth needs depending on your biology, your age and other lifestyle factors. And again, it's important to remember that in clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code GOODGUYS. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommended Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code GOODGUYS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code GOODGUYS. I have a couple of very, very heated questions that my wife sent in, mm -hmm. Claudia, that she would kill me if I did Our number ask. one fan. So, oh, I, when I got, yeah, when I is, got let go, I was, uh, Claudia was one of the first people I called. <laughs> I mean, she is the queen. She is. She is the queen. Is the Sandoval, we know, the same guy who you dated, and has he always been this narcissistic, or has the show made him this way? I mean- you can you can see it right before your eyes. He clearly hasn't changed. He fooled me. I thought he changed after we broke up and they seemed so happy for so many years. Mm. But now after watching the season, watching the finale, being around them off camera as well, and then especially this reunion part one, I'm like, dude, like like the parallels, like you cannot cheat that. You cannot fake that. It's it's happening before our eyes. So I think I don't I don't think he's gonna change. I don't see it. And this is not a Claudia question. This is an insert from myself. But how much do you think he's loving this attention? Because I can't watch the show and not think to myself as he has his rock mm -hmm. band and Josh and I spoke about the nail polish and this whole badass, bad boy, cheater. Like, I feel like he's dove head first yeah. into it and he's loving it. And I'm not sure what he thinks he's going to turn it into, but it feels like he's like creating like this ball of fire, like, Dragon Ball Z and he's going to like shoot it out. You know yeah, what I'm talking it's about? It's like, like OJ like, doing like, Instagram videos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think he loves it. I think that, I think that he loves the attention. He loves the validation, whether it's negative or positive, he doesn't matter to him. And I truly mm -hmm. think that right when shit hit the fan, he was probably going to Raquel and whether or not they're together anymore, I, I have no idea about the two of them, but I think he's also telling himself right now, like, listen, man, Jax came back from, you know, all the bad things he did. Mm. Like, Kristen came back from it. Like, I'm going to come back from this. Like, it's just, it'll just take a little bit of time. Like, it's just different, dude. It doesn't mean he's, like, the most horrific human on the face of the planet. But, like, he's certainly a narcissist. He certainly hasn't learned his lesson. And he's almost 41 years old. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to change. He's just going to keep, like, running this rat race, like, over and over and over again. And why, I mean, he's also, his track record of dating, you know, most of the women on the show, but mm -hmm. especially people of, of 
a high caliber person such as you, such as Ariana, like mm. what's the attraction? Why, why is he able to sort of find also date, you know, wonderful women like the both of you? Well, I mean, I don't, now I don't know if he will be able to. <laughs> he's a good looking kid. Hopefully not. And he's just so far out there now. Like it's, oh, I, it's just tough. But I think he's charming. He tells you what you want to hear. And like they show it in reunion one, like Ariana said, when, when they talk about like the Miami girl cheating thing, she's like, well, we weren't exclusive. And I was seeing this wonderful person that I wanted everyone else to see as well. Mm because you really are like joined at the hip, you are best friends, you're geeking out over everything you have in common. You're not really thinking about all of the responsibilities that you have because you're just having so much fun staying up all night and talking and, and playing music together and you know doing mushrooms and going swimming or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's just so intense and so passionate and so he's so charming that you kind of let everything else like slip away. Do you think doing mushrooms before you swim constitutes eating within 30 minutes before you go swimming? Because that seems dangerous. Excellent question. And to how does it apply to a hot tub where, as we know, you can't be in a hot tub if you've had diarrhea within the last 14 mm, That's days, a good so. point. I think mushrooms are okay. I haven't been in a hot tub ever, really. Really? Well, because of that rule. Oh. <laughs> that's why you have such strong swimmers. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Yeah, my wife and I, we make good kids. So now with Tom sort of in this place, right? So he's enjoying his bad boy era, or mm -hmm. so we think. So it appears. I mean, now there's like, who knows? But like, I don't know if you guys saw the rumor, Bill, is like now he's dating some girl in Austin, Texas, who is like a, an Instagram influencer, but she's completely shut down all of her social media. <laughs> I was like, girl, I don't know. I did yeah. see this. Because mm -hmm. I, I tried to stalk her online, but I'm like, her TikTok's gone, her Instagram's <laughs> gone, like everything's gone. How are you an influencer by trade if you don't have social media? Can we be honest that you don't want Kristen coming after you? No, like, you don't. <laughs> you don't want Kristen <laughs> stalking your social because it means you've been up to no good. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, like, I'm a social justice warrior. I you need, are. I need a good cause. And my boyfriend is an angel. So like, thank God. So that's not theirs. And like most of my friends are either single or married now. So I, I just need something or someone to like go after. You're a down ass B. Thanks. Yeah, you really are for your friends <laughs> now. But like we sort of intimated before, where does that come from? Because like you said, you had your wild and crazy times. You perhaps allegedly might have cheated on my best friend's older brother, Gary, with Tom Sandoval, <laughs> perhaps starting this terrible thing into motion of cheating no i'm kidding but like where did that where did the big change come from did you just grow up yeah i grew up i mean i think about it like when the jack stuff happened many many moons ago i lost my friends i lost pretty much everybody they literally had to bring a friend on the show for me that did get not get paid anything because they Joe? were like no <laughs> rachel o'brien my friend my comedian friend who came on seasons and seasons ago i don't but know they, joe but she got fucking dragged in the reunion well Yikes. she she <laughs> deserved it joe deserved it but they brought rachel o'brien on the show in like season three because i had no friends <laughs> like that's they were like kristen's got to film with someone she can't just film by herself all the time it's gonna be tough wow where was I got lost <laughs> just you growing up and oh, getting yeah. over the cheating stuff and no so it really was like just like hitting rock bottom which is what you would hope for someone like tom like why why isn't this rock bottom where you just start groveling you really do the work you really go to therapy you really look inside and stop blaming everyone else and that's i didn't realize that's what i was doing back then was saying like why is everyone mad at me but look what that person did i only did this because that right. person like poor Kristen. so i had to do the work and then make my group a little bit smaller and work on the self-love and just all the shit and like what I was like substances or like alcohol I was using in order to feel better about situations instead of like deep diving into them. And then I just grew up. And do you think that applies? Cause Andy says on, on the reunion, something to the effect of like, this is a room of cheaters. Right. And do you think that applies to everyone else as well? Excluding Ariana, obviously, and mm -hmm. Tom, but like, just, you know, we've all had our past and we grow up. I don't think everybody on that cast has grown up yet, though. Ooh, name names. I mean, Say the, more. the Toms mm. are still both of them. Mm. I mean, I love Schwartz to pieces. And I think that re this first part of the reunion, like, I was so proud of him for like, why? We, when Sandoval, Andy asks, how long have you known? When was the first time Tom told you? 
and he says late August and Tom immediately is like, that's not true. Sandoval says like, no, no, it was, it was January. And Lala, you know, interjects and says, oh, you guys didn't get your story straight. Like you got it straight with Raquel, but you didn't get it straight with Schwartz. And Schwartz finally stood his ground and said, I looked at our text messages. This was the day you told me. This is how long I've known. This is when I told you, you need to like figure this out and, and stop it or tell Ariana the truth. So I was proud of Schwartz, but he's still living. He still has this like Peter Pan syndrome. Mm. Like you can't live like that forever. Like you're going to wake up and you're going to be 60 years old and like a club promoter or something, <laughs> you know? Well, what, what club promoters do is they open restaurants. That's honestly what ends up happening. You start as a promoter well, and then you open your restaurants. Well, so what the, I would good, ask the great is, ones, sure. they end up owning parts of companies and things like that. But I'm saying the Peter Pan syndrome ones who just like live in that world forever like, how long oh, yeah. are you going to really be on Vanderpump Rules for? And then when that ends, what do you have next? Like, why aren't you using this platform? Yes, they did. They opened a bar and hope I hope that it does really well because I know it was very taxing on the boys, like financially, time-wise. But like, if you look at most of the cast, we're using this platform not for our mental health, but to create businesses. Sure. But then you have the guys who kind of aren't. Well, how do you feel like it? See, it seemed like their intent was to create Schwartz and right. Sandy's. Like that was the reason that they did. But then that. Sandoval went and off and looking, played in his cover band and didn't pay attention to the bar that he was trying to open. So totally. Do you do you think it survives through this? I hope so. I don't know. I think that they really need to figure out what the hell they're doing because I mean I've been there. It's a beautiful place, but you can't charge twenty dollars for a cocktail in Franklin Village. You know, not. Mm. So we do something on this show. I don't know if you've watched the show mm -hmm. before, but if have. you have, would would lo would love your thoughts in general on how we're doing. But we do this we do this thing on this show called "What Are You Nuts," where we point out something that is nuts in our daily lives, and we thought it would be fun to do a "What Are You Nuts" sort of centered around this drama mm -hmm. and really just reunion part one. So I'm happy to kick off, or if you guys have something, let me know. But would would love to would love get, to get, get us started. That. Go for it. So Tom mentioned that he put his mom's entire retirement fund into Schwartz and Sandy's, and that is just what are you nuts? <laughs> like we like like the, also like the adjacent what are you nuts is starting a bar and thinking that that's going to be the thing that like takes off from the show. Like being in the restaurant business is so fucking impossible, mm -hmm. and to take your mom's retirement fund again, I have zero context. It's just what I heard, but it seems like he took his reti mom's retirement fund, put it into a very very risky mm -hmm. business. And all I got to say is, what are you nuts? And is Mrs. Sandoval like a teacher? Like, what are we talking no, about? No, she's a firefighter. She was a firefighter. Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh, oh my she's God. She's a literal hero. And yeah. she's giving up. Wow. Yeah. He took <laughs> firefighter retirement money and put it into a bar. Mm -hmm. I want to kill myself. <laughs> this isn't a what are you nuts? This is a where do I jump <laughs> off a bridge? Oh, God. Wow. Oh. Wow. Well, okay. I have multiple mini. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the clips now. I, I have multiple mini. Oh um, what are you nuts? The first is, hey, Tom Schwartz. Her name's Ariana. Why do you call her Ariana? <laughs> what are you nuts? <laughs> I know that drives you crazy. <laughs> also, when <laughs> Sandoval says all Ariana had to do was follow me. <sighs> And see that I wasn't at Schwartz's, that I was actually at Raquel's, a.k.a. Rachel's. Mm -hmm. And then she would have known that I was cheating. That's all she had to do. W what, what are you, you nuts? nuts? Yeah. That's, that's, that's cuckoo. He's like, why didn't she just stalk me like Kristen used to do? And then she would have figured it out on her own. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't have been my problem to tell her. She just would have known. What are you, nuts? Yeah. And I loved what Ariana said to combat that, which was, I want to be in a relationship where I trust my boyfriend. Like, who wants to be in a relationship where they're running downstairs and they're looking in the car to see if the person is cheating on them? It's such like psychotic, like, yeah. asshole narcissism. Yeah. Mine is it's on the reunion, just the James and Sandoval like interaction and the, the weird, what they thought were low blows going at each other. You haven't changed your <laughs> hair in nine years. You're a worm with a mustache. Like, what are you nuts? Like, that's what you guys have right now of all the things you could be insulting each other about yeah. grasping for straws. Please go to improv class, <laughs> something. 
<laughs> yeah, we they could have used a couple punch-up writers. But again, to Ben's point, can, James Kennedy is having his moment, Ugh. but you... <laughs> okay. Just let it out. <laughs> Make this your... Th- yeah, can you, can you tell us? Because he really, on camera, he seems just like funny. Sure, there's low blows, a little immature, but like there's clearly something that we don't yeah, see. Yeah, I mean... That I would love for... for for all of us to Just see. think about back to seasons past when I uh, dated him. So he, what you did get to see, what did air was what him spitting on my door, you know, him rage texting me and calling me all the names in the book, me punching him in the face on camera. But like, what do you, what do you think led to those? What do you think led to me punching him in the face on camera? Left the, you seat, know? Left the seat up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> So he's just, I, like I said, the truth will always come out eventually. How how old was he when you 21. guys were dating? How old were you? 30. So, yeah, you were. Ugh, I was like right in between his and his mother's so, age. It was, and I played babysitter so, to both of them. So do, <laughs> so do we feel like, do you feel that people can change from, like, is it possible that he's changed or no, no. shot? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Do you think that he? Because got- I think in order to change, you have to admit fault and and like deal mm-hmm. with deal with what you've done to other people and work through mm-hmm. that and find out the why and why you will never do that. Like repeat that the, that same behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think in the two days? Because what we find out in the reunion was that the shit hit the fan. Ariana finds out, and then they start filming again two days later. Mm-hmm. And in that time, do you think? that Tom Sandoval got his nails done and had a proper manicure, hear me out. His white fingernails, <laughs> there was not a chip in sight. They, they look like gels. They probably are. They're perfectly pristine, as though he knew that he needed his nails camera ready for the ensuing media storm. Thoughts? Yeah, you, you're probably, he probably had someone like come over. He used to have a braid guy. And Can, so he probably had like, and he called his assistant and he was like, oh, there, there might be a little chipped. I definitely need my cuticles done. Yes. Let's make this happen. And while you're here, I'll get a petty. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could. Yeah. Sounds I might great. Be barefoot in some scenes. Yeah. Wow. How many of the cast members do you think are on Ozembic? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Give it to me. Oh, Sing the air. Hey. What do you think of Tom's band? Have you ever I've been to a show? I've never been to a show. I was I I had plans to pre Scandal, but now I'm just happy for myself that I haven't. Were there moments because I remember he would like play his guitar and sing when you knew him mm-hmm. or were dating him, where you were just like, just stop it. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never worked with someone yeah. who would just pull out a guitar and start singing, but I'm imagining um, that that so could get annoying. That was like one of the things, like when we started dating, when Jax introduced me to him, he was like, Kristen, Jax said, Kristen plays guitar. And Tom's like, oh, no way. Like I play guitar. Well, he didn't. He, he wanted to. <laughs> so I kind of taught him how to play, but then it became like Tom's thing. And then it was just... You know, and bless anyone who wants to truly be a musician. You do really have to practice, you know, hours and hours and hours a day. But like Tom's Animal, they're not going to be a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yes, it was like every day, like and not tuned guitar, trying to write songs and playing the same chords over and over. And like my fucking ears are bleeding. Oh, I bet. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> so where do you stand with the current state of the union when it comes to the Vanderpump sort of hierarchy, the executives, the producers, the network, mm-hmm. and also with perhaps a new show that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think as in 2020, I think Stasi was the first person to say this publicly and we've kind of all followed suit. But in 2020, before everything happened, we were supposed to split into two shows mm. and it was going to be like the Vanderpump and then kind of maybe like a Valley sort of project where it was the OGs kind of going off on our own and then keeping the younger ones and adding new people that were really working for Lisa Vanderpump. So we're not faking it anymore. So that obviously went away, but I still am hopeful that we can do something like that in the future, whether it's, you know, with the network or that production company, I don't know what that'll look like yet, but I think we're all pretty hopeful that once the dust settles, like we'll be, we'll figure something out. 
Do you feel like vindicated seeing all this? I mean, you gave me a good answer about it when I first asked you, because I think mm-hmm. it was really fresh. And you talked about how bad you felt for Ariana, as, yeah. as the whole world does, understandably. But there's got to be a little party that goes like, yeah, I'm not, I'm so not crazy, Kristen, like, goddammit. Right. So it's like, I don't feel vindicated in that, like, Tom was finally caught and now she's hurting. Like, that, that whole situation just sucks ass. But mm-hmm. yes. I absolutely feel vindicated, especially now that the Miami girl stuff has come out Mm. and that I was this crazy liar. And I was, you know, like, no, now you guys can see, especially when Ariana is now coming out saying there were parallels. Like you said all these things about me when you broke up with Kristen. It's the same shit you're saying about Raquel now that you and I have broken up. Like they're coming out of her mouth. So yes, now I feel fucking vindicated. So go buy my book. He's making you crazy on Amazon. Yeah. And you can hear all about it. And now you guys know I'm not giving you dating advice. I'm giving you the what not to do. Look for the red flags. How to handle being gaslit. Wow. He's making you crazy. Buy it on Amazon. (laughs) Rate it five stars. And also rate this podcast five stars because this has been must listen to, must see on Josh's YouTube TV or TV adjacent. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Again, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend. And as always, tell you all can your find friends, us. Give them yeah, five tell, stars or I'm coming after you. And you yeah. don't want that. As always, you can find us. Josh, you want to run through the list? Spotify, Spotify YouTube. Spotify, YouTube, Sti- Stitcher, Apple Music, Amazon. OnlyFans. PandaPod. <laughs> we're getting yeah. there. Kristen, do you know of do you know of others? Do you know of other places? We are unsure constantly of where we're syndicated. Are you aware of other places where they can Kristen, find Kristen, have you guys? ever thought about doing OnlyFans? Sorry, Ben. Only really quickly, <laughs> OnlyFans did come to me many, many, many years ago. Somebody like and like the head of them came to my publicist and they were like, We're trying to get like athletes, comedians, like people that aren't necessarily in the adult industry. Podcasters. And we had a conversation yeah. about it, but <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I mean, I'll show my boobs for free, but it feels weird to get paid for it. <laughs> That's bad business. That's bad business, Chris. I never said I was a good business person. Ben, I'm a creative. Ben. I'm just saying Tana Mojo told me and Josh we could make a million a month. And what I'm also here to say is that she's a liar. <laughs> I bet you could. Just like, just show the nip, you know. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.